Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G Sports.com. Well, we know that Sam Pittman is going to be retained as the Arkansas head coach heading into the 2024 football season. What does that mean for the Razorbacks? What happens? What has to happen next as far as NIL, coaching searches, uh, player retention, all of those things? We're going to talk to Danny Wesco. Arkansas just got a big commitment out of the, uh, well, a former junior college player who was at Michigan State, but formerly the number one junior college offensive lineman in the country. A couple of visitors came in last weekend. There'll be visitors this weekend for the Missouri game. We're going to talk to Andrew Ellis, get his thoughts on everything. And we got to have Keith Grayson on because every time Keith Grayson is on, the Razorbacks win. All that and more on today's episode of Hog Sports Live. Hey, I want to mention to everybody before we get started that you can, well, you can watch many ways. Obviously, if I can pull it up, uh, you can tune into us on Facebook where we are streaming live today. You can also tune into us on, excuse me, we're, we're on YouTube. We were on Facebook streaming live, but we're testing it out on YouTube, seeing how it works out for us. Uh, but we also have streamed on Facebook live. You can catch us there right after today. Give us a like or a thumbs up on both of those platforms. Subscribe to the YouTube page and Set the notifications to all notifications so you're alerted anytime we upload new videos. Also available on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to have a five-star review from you. Uh, We're also available on Spotify. Throw us a five-star review there. Also, uh, Google Podcasts, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast, we are there at Hog Sports. I also want to mention, because this is a big deal, it's our best offer ever. Hog Sports is 75% off for a limited time right now. Part of our Cyber Monday Black Friday sale. We're getting an early jump on it. So today is Monday, uh, November 20th. So we're a little early with the 75% off deal. Uh, but you can sign up right now and get the entire year at Hog Sports. It breaks down to just $0.07 cents a day, $0.52 cents a week, two twenty-four dollars a month, and billed at just $26.85 for the entire year. $26.85 for the entire year right now at hogsports.com. Just go to hogsports. You'll see the join uh, stuff, and you'll see how to sign up there. Uh, click on that, and you will get the deal. There's no promo code or anything required. This is the best deal we offer. It's 75% off for the entire year, $26.85 at hogsports. So if you like what we do at hogsports, you like the coverage that we bring, you've read some of our free articles and stuff, you like this show, you want to find out how to support us more, go to the website and sign up. That's the best thing that we have offer. I mean, you might like the walk and talk. You might like this show. You might like the stuff I do on Drive Time, Curtis and Andrew, the Hog Hoops Live and stuff. The best content, the best place we have is hogsports.com, the website, and, of course, uh, the Razor's Edge Premium Forum that goes along with it. And it's going to be an exciting time because we've got a lot of stuff starting up, obviously, um, an offensive coordinator search. Not a head coaching search like a lot of people thought might happen. Uh, Hunter Yurchek certainly quelled all that. And, uh, you know, 
there's so much stuff with Transfer Portal. It opens on December 5th. you got the contact period opening up also coming up here soon. Uh, just a lot going on, and not just for Arkansas going out and finding players, but keeping the players they have. And we're going to talk about all that because there's certainly a lot. You know, We talked to Sam Pittman today. This is the only time that we got a chance to talk to him or we'll have had a chance to talk to him all week. Before we get into that, I want to first go over basketball because you got Curtis Wilkerson is in the air right now headed to the Bahamas. Lucky Curtis. And Wednesday, you've got November 22nd against Stanford. That's at 6.30 p.m. from the Bahamas. That game is on ESPNU. And then and all my times are Central time, so this is Central Standard Time, 6.30 p.m. You've got Thursday, November 23rd. The next day, they'll play Memphis or Michigan at either 4 or 6.30 p.m. Central Time. And then Friday's game will be to be determined. That's Friday, November 24th. That's a to-be-determined game. It's going to be going on the same time, obviously. Well, not the same time necessarily. We don't know what time, but the same day as uh, Arkansas's game against against Missouri. To wrap up the regular season, Missouri had a thriller against Florida. You know, people talk like Arkansas has no chance against Missouri, and I don't know, maybe they don't. But, uh, you know, Arkansas as a team has fared better than they've shown here in recent weeks. And, you know, Missouri, I don't – you know, you're not supposed to compare scores, but that's what we do sometimes just because we can. But, uh, you know, Missouri had their hands full with Florida in their own backyard, and Arkansas beat Florida at Florida. So, by the transitive property, Arkansas beat Missouri, all right? Arkansas seven and ten, seven and a half point underdogs going into this game, according to the Bet Saracen app. I'm not sure. I guess they don't come out with basketball betting lines until like the day before, so you'd have to check Bet Saracen later uh, to find out more information on that. we got a lot to get to in a short amount of time here. Arkansas injury report. So Rocket Sanders has a torn labrum. Obviously, that's going to require surgery. He's out um, and maybe out. That may be his Razorback career. Um, Rashad DeBinion had a torn MCL, so not as severe as they thought originally, but he has had surgery. Today he had surgery. Uh, Jalen Braxton practiced on Sunday, still iffy, and Patrick Kudis uh, also uncertain, but practiced on uh, on Sunday. So a little bit of good news, a little bit of bad news on the injury front. Obviously, uh, wishing Rocket Sanders well, and, of course, Rashad DeBinion, both those guys have uh, you know, a recovery time, not – is you know severe as like an ACL recovering time or anything like that, but recovery time non- nonetheless. Hey, I want to tell you my friend about my friends at Ozarks Go. If your internet sucks or you're dissatisfied with it or you know you just have to unplug it and replug it all the time, uh, I've never had to do that with Ozarks Go. Go check them out at four seven nine six eight four forty nine hundred. Find out if they're available in your area. When you call that number, you're going to talk to somebody local because Ozarks Go is a local company. You're not going to sacrifice anything going local. At least that's been my experience in the two and a half years that I've used them. OzarksGo.net slash hog. That's H-A-W-G if you want to find out if they're in your area. But generally Northwest Arkansas and ever expanding in Northwest Arkansas, parts of Missouri, parts of Oklahoma. um, Trey Biddy stamp of approval for those guys. I've had 100% uptime with my internet and that's the end. You can't ask for better than that. Go check them out. 479-684-4900. So what does retaining Sam Pittman mean for Arkansas football? I, I just started writing, guys, after this came. You know, First of all, Sam Pittman played a fire-me schedule this year with road trips to you know, consecutively uh, to LSU, 
Texas A&M in Arlington, Ole Miss in Oxford, and Alabama in Tuscaloosa. However, that's not what got him in hot water. It was the home games. It was losing to BYU at home, the uninspired effort against uh, Mississippi State, and then just getting pummeled, getting pummeled by Auburn. Those are the games that you know had Sam Pittman on previously the hot seat. So. Got to do better at home. Got one more chance to do it. Um, but that was a rough schedule to be, you know, just facing it on the outside, looking at it, you know, as the season is about to begin. That was a rough one to get uh, in year four. I said this better not be about the money. And because if it's about the money, if Arkansas has NIL issues, they can't afford players at other schools like Missouri or Mississippi State or Ole Miss, you know, other peers of theirs uh, can afford. If they're getting beaten out by NIL money for recruits and transfers, then Arkansas needs to leave the SEC. If Arkansas can't afford to fire Sam Pittman because it's $16.57 million plus, you know, whatever goes to the assistance for their buyouts and whatever costs to bring in a new coach, probably somewhere around $25 million just to change coaches. If they couldn't fire Pittman because of the money, then Arkansas needs to leave the SEC. That doesn't appear to be the case. The guy that I spoke to today seems really encouraged suddenly about their prospects for NIL. And what makes me wonder, and I tried to ask him, I I didn't really get the question out the way I wanted to, but, you know, given the situation with, you know, him being retained, is that a better solution for Arkansas to retain Pittman and then the power brokers that would have, you know, had to front some of this bill to, to get rid of him, have those guys shift that money to NIL, to hiring a big time offensive coordinator? Maybe throwing so much money at an offensive coordinator that they can't be concerned about, you know, the the prospects for next year if things don't work out. Being able to retain this roster, putting in is that a better solution than changing coaches to take a large sum of money and put it behind NIL to where it's not anymore? Um, well, we couldn't afford it. What Sam Pittman said was like they couldn't. They did a good job with players that were looking for playing time and some NIL, you know, and an opportunity versus guys that were just looking for NIL. And Arkansas has to get some of the guys that are just looking for NIL. It's going to be another wild transfer portal season, and it's not just those guys. There are, by my count, 18 seniors, at least according to the University of Arkansas roster. Pittman had a different number today, um, so not sure where the discrepancy is. But Arkansas has got a lot of seniors who have the option to come back, and I'm going to talk about that in a little bit too. They also have, you know, underclassmen and stuff and players that are going to be – if you don't think that, you know, if you don't think that there are players on this roster that haven't been contacted through tampering right now, then you're – you don't know what you're talking about because it's happening. And the NCAA has made it clear that they're not going to do anything about it. Just coaches will complain about it every once in a while. But Arkansas has to go out and buy some players, and let's call it like it is, go out and buy them. Because NIL, collective stuff, that's not not really what it is. They're just – they need to go out and buy these players, okay? They need to go out and buy a coordinator. They need to keep their best players. You know, I, I broke this down also. Like, if you look at the situation that Pittman's in this year and compare it to some other programs, um, you know, really the only one that's really comparable is Will Muschamp. Real Muschamp survived year four with a four and eight record, came back in year five, got off to a bad start, like two and five, and they fired him midseason. You know, people say, you know, Texas A&M, I got to quit saying you know so much. That's like my, like, you know, Pitt, everybody gives Pittman a hard time about saying things of that nature. I say you know all the time. Every time I go back and listen, I'm like, I didn't even realize I said you know. It's like Danny saying dad gum. So I looked, you know, looking at, there I go again, looking at Texas A&M 
and their situation. People say that well, they don't stand for it. They they will pay seventy seven point six million dollars to change coaches if he's not taking them where they need to be. They stood for it for a long time, six years. They stood for it, and really, if you look at it, based on what they what they inherited, is his nine and one season in twenty twenty not comparable to Pittman's nine and four season in twenty twenty one? Comparing, you know, what they took over. What about his eight and four season in 2021? Does that not compare to Pittman's seven and six season in 2022? And then Fisher survived five and seven in year five last year in 2022, just like Pittman is apparently surviving four and seven currently in 2023 in year four. There's a lot of parallels there. The bottom line for Pittman is it didn't happen this year, but if it doesn't improve next year, if they don't win next year, and he said as much today, then that'll be it. And, you know, it'll be – there I go again. It'll be just a delay. And a lot of people would point to Hunter Juracek too. Why did you delay this? So what I'm encouraged by is some of the things that Pittman said today about NIL and having the NIL money. And I talked to him just briefly after the press conference and said – I didn't really phrase that question the way I wanted, but it sounds like you're happy – about the NIL situation you're in, and he said, you damn right. So that certainly sounds better. We'll see what happens. I don't think Arkansas fans are going to go into this offseason without some toxicity. A win over Missouri would be big. Now, Missouri has things going. They're rolling. Eli Drinkwitz, for all the stuff, all the crap I talked about Eli Drinkwitz at the beginning of the year, I was wrong on a lot of it, not all, all of it. But as far as his abilities to motivate a team and be a football coach, yeah, Wrong. Me. Dead wrong. One of many things I was wrong about, and I'll freely admit that. Because uh, he has them rolling. I think that they once they hit that kick against Kansas State, when Kansas State was 15th, they hit the, what, 62-yarder with Mevis, uh, the thicker kicker. Uh, I think that really propelled them. Because right before that, they barely beat Middle Tennessee State the week before. And then they come back against Kansas State and they win the game. I feel like that started the momentum going for them. And they've had a special season. What else needs to happen? Pittman needs to get better being an in-game coach. He needs to be better at utilizing timeouts, not calling a timeout just to punt. You go up, you run a hard count, and you either run a play that you have predetermined or you just let the clock run out and you take a five-yard penalty and you punt. Those kinds of things. I point to the Florida game where they're, they're driving. They're in Florida territory, in field goal range. There's 146 left on the clock. Arkansas snaps the ball on first down with three timeouts remaining with 26 seconds remaining on the clock. Why? You're already in field goal range. Why do that there? You have all three timeouts. If you get in a pickle with the time, you still have your three timeouts later. I just didn't understand that. And then what they had, there's 44 seconds left on the clock when Florida gets the ball back, and 36 seconds or something like that later, they're in field goal territory. So what would have happened if Arkansas took those 26 seconds off? That probably would have been closer to like 18 seconds with the ball, probably would have taken a knee and just had it into overtime. Now, Arkansas won the game, so it's masked a little bit. But that's something that has to improve with Pittman. Uh, Arkansas has got to get the offensive line figured out. They have 42 sacks surrendered this year with a mobile quarterback. That's just ridiculous. And we can point – people will say, how come you always talk about the offensive line you never talk about K.J. Jefferson holding the ball too long? Sure, he's held the ball too long sometimes. But you and I know that there are – you know, there'll be five guys, just one blitzer, and he'll come clean straight through the middle of the offensive line. There are edge rushers that just come direct beeline to K.J. Jefferson untouched. And that has happened way more, way more 
than K.J. holding the ball too long. Way more. That's a bigger problem for Arkansas is this offensive line. They've got to get it shored up. They've got to do it through NIL. They've got to keep the guys that they have currently on the roster, and they've got to bring in guys that can compete with them and beat them out. And all that's going to cost money. Bottom line. He did seem excited about the NIL stuff. Like, So I don't know if that's maybe has something to do with it. Hey, is it a better idea to just keep Pittman, keep the staff, don't spend $25 million just to change coaches, and let's put that money behind NIL and let's buy us a football team. Is K.J. Jefferson coming back? Broke a lot of passing records. Broke two of them Saturday. I mean, he's he's Arkansas's most prolific career passer, which is which is incredible for him. Hasn't had that great of a season. Will he come back? He's got the option to. He has the option to come back. All right, do I want to go to that right now? I want to talk about the seniors who can come back. I, I don't know if I... Let's see. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, I'm going to have to find it. I thought I had it outlined here. I just wrote the story. That's why the show's a little bit late. We had a lot of stuff to write. Curtis is in the air. We're a little shorthanded. So... I thought this was really interesting because, again, by my count, there are 18 seniors on this roster. And Arkansas needs a lot of those guys to come back. So senior day is Saturday, so a lot of these guys are going to be walking. And some of them aren't. So here's the guys that have no eligibility left and are walking. Ladarius Bishop, John Morgan, Antonio Greer, Kate Fortin, Nathan Bax, Zach Williams. This is according to the University of Arkansas football roster. Those players have no eligibility left. They're walking. Brooks Both, who's a walk-on, and Tyler Walk, uh, Larko, who is a walk-on, both of those guys are walking, even though they're just redshirt juniors. But they're walking. Trajan Jeffcoat, Trajan Jeffcoat and Alphaheem Walcott are not walking, even though they have no eligibility remaining. They may have done it at their previous institutions or something like that. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's why they're not walking. But they've only been here one year, but no eligibility left and not walking. The players who do have eligibility left in the form of a bonus year, the, I'm talking guys that are listed as seniors but still have bonus years left, the guys who are, have eligibility left and are walking, this doesn't mean they're not returning. It just means they're walking. Tyrone Broden, Torian Carter, Malik Chavis, Hudson Clark, K.J. Jefferson, Brady Latham, Bo Limmer, Dwight McLaughlin, Marcus Miller, and Courtney Snelling, who's a walk-on. 
Not a lot of senior walk-ons generally. Eligibility left and not walking. These are the players who, when I see this, I'm just like, okay, well, these guys have eligibility remaining and they're not walking? Hmm. First of all, the guys that stand out are players that have been here for a long time because there may be guys that walked at their previous school. But Eric Gregory has been at Arkansas since the beginning, and he's not walking. That, to me, looks like maybe he's returning. Deshaun Stewart, eligibility remaining, started at the beginning at Arkansas, not walking. And Tykeese Crawford has been here multiple years and is not walking. I think those three are pretty notable. Other players who are not walking and have eligibility left are Keon Stewart, Anthony Booker, Tank Booker, Keevy Rose, defensive line not looking bad, especially the interior right now if those guys are really coming back, Francis Sherman, and Isaac Tesla, all not walking with eligibility left. Maybe that provides a little bit of a glimmer into players who at some point will announce that they are returning to Arkansas. Doesn't mean anything for sure, but it means a little, something to look at. All right. We got to go to Danny, and I'm running behind. Arkansas got a commitment. For those of you who don't follow Danny West, you should. You can follow him at Danny West 24 7. And if you're going to sign up for 75% off, which why wouldn't you? Uh, where are you, Danny? Why wouldn't you? Then you're going to have access to Danny's content, which Danny does almost all the recruiting stuff for Hawk Sports. Most of his stuff is VIP. Follow him at Danny West 24 7. Danny, how you doing, man? My man, I'm doing great. It's Thanksgiving week. I want to give a uh, happy Thanksgiving to all the Hog fans and all of our people on the Razor's Edge. I'm doing great, though. How are you? I'm doing good, and that's certainly nice of you. Thank you to everybody. We certainly have a lot to be thankful for doing this job and the people that allow us to do this job and for others who might want to allow us to do the job by signing up for 75% off. Danny, Keyshawn Blackstock commits to Arkansas, the first of what I would think we would hope would be many offensive linemen uh, that decide to cast their lot with the Razorbacks. Tell us a little bit about this guy. Sure. Yeah, you would think so. You would hope so. Uh, former number one interior lineman in the junior college ranks last year. Now, uh, Arkansas sees him as a tackle. So did Michigan State, where he spent basically the last year. And uh, just didn't go well for him. But, you know, I did a little research on it, Trey. And Michigan State, you know, in spite of all their troubles, they had a pretty good left tackle up there. Mm-hmm. Um, forget the young man's name. I've got it written some somewhere here. But Baldwin, Brandon Baldwin, he uh, he actually started nine games for him last year in 2022. Started hitting his stride uh, evidently this past spring and really took off and, and grabbed that job. So, you know, uh, young man got beat out. Keyshawn got beat out straight up. So nothing wrong with that. Doesn't mean he's a terrible player. It means somebody was better at the time, right? So mm-hmm. we'll see what he's got. But, uh, yeah, being a second team a left tackle in the Big Ten is certainly nothing to, uh, you know, nothing to be upset about. So he's got two years left. I think he's uh, he felt like it was a great fit at Arkansas. He, he, uh, he called Pitt the O-line guru. So, uh, you know, he gets to be in the SEC. I think that was important to him. And then being two hours from Coffeeville, where he, he became the number one interior lineman, evidently he's still close with coaches there, as is Coach Pittman. So it just kind of worked out for him. And then, of course, he's got a couple of guys that he's familiar with already at Arkansas. Uh, Amari Wiggins, who I guess, 
you know, he should be in line for at least a shot to push a, a starting job next year, right along beside uh, Keyshawn. And then, of course, uh, Owen Lawson, the punter there. So he came from Coffeeville as well. So, you know, it's uh, I, I can't sit here and tell you they just snapped their fingers and, and got a guy and everything's fine now. It's going to take a lot more, as you know. But mm-hmm. I think it's a good good first step. They needed a little morale boost, got a win on Saturday. I mean, I'm sure that made people feel a little better. And then to start the week off by, by getting a guy who – initially planned on taking this thing up to around Christmas. I mean, it's pretty pretty telling there. Beat out some really good schools for him. Ole Miss already had him on campus prior to Arkansas's visit last week. Um, I think Louisville was in there. Penn State was up there for him. So some pretty good competition that you beat there. Of course, time will tell exactly what they got in this guy, but it seems like a, a solid pickup and a good start. 6'5", 315. He was the number seven overall junior college prospect in the country, according to 24-7 Sports Juco. The composite actually had him number six. Both had him number one interior offensive lineman. So uh, according to that, he was thought of very highly. His transfer portal ranking, which obviously is going to change dramatically after December 5th with a lot of guys entering, uh, is 88. He's the number three overall transfer, number one interior offensive lineman in the transfer portal right now. Danny, Arkansas had a couple of uh, a couple more visitors uh, from the JUCO ranks in town uh, for this past weekend also. Sure did. Uh, we'll start with Jaquan Bolden. Uh, he's a 6'7", 350-pound tackle down at Mississippi Gulf Coast. As you've seen over the last couple of weeks, I think I told you guys on uh, earlier over the weekend that I was sitting there looking at 20-some new names in the junior college ranks, and he's certainly one of them. Recently offered by Arkansas, got two years remaining as well. Still considering Purdue, Mississippi State, and Auburn, along with Arkansas. Sounds like he had a really good visit in Fayetteville, but you've got your hands full there with uh, with competition. You know, mm-hmm. this is a guy who's originally from Canton, Mississippi, which is, I uh, think, about an hour 40 from Starkville there. On the other hand, uh, you know, we've seen some coaching transition at Mississippi State, so who knows yeah. by December 8th, once that scheduled visit rolls around, who knows if that's even going to happen for the, for the guy, you know? Uh, do they go out and get John Summerall from Troy, Willie Fritz from Tulane, and do those coaches have um, have the same priority list on the offensive line? So a lot of unanswered questions there, but I would tend to believe Mississippi State, if the new coach wants him, probably going to be your, your biggest competition there. And then a tight end, you know, kind of an interesting position for me. I've said since, I want to say the spring, Trey, that I feel like this is probably a year you could get by without one, you know, given the current situation at Arkansas. They, I think they went into the season with six on scholarship. I guess uh, a big man, Pax, is going to come off without any eligibility remaining. But, mm-hmm. I mean, you look at that group, what's not to like about Luke has when he's healthy and, and Ty Washington when he's healthy. And then, of course, I guess Gums would be back. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, Shamar Easter kind of waiting in the wings there. So that's a pretty good group. But you bring in Gregory Genross. A, uh, a tight end at Dodge City Community College, 6'6", 230, number one tight end in the country for junior college, originally from Bronx, New York. So that's, you know, uh, he probably thinks I sound a little funny, but uh, <laughs> uh, that's a long way from home. But Mississippi State, again, right there for him. And, and again, you, you think about the coaching situation there. So a lot of, uh, I guess, Woo Pig and Hell State crossover in the final stretch here, but 
he's got some really good offers and uh, sounded like he had a good visit. It, it, it stuck out to me that this guy said, I want to come in and play. So, I mean, uh, yeah, you want everybody to say that, especially a junior college guy. But as we just talked about, man, that's, that's a pretty good young group they've got on campus. So we'll see. Um, but, man, if you could add a guy like that to go with, with Ty Washington and Luke has, boy, I think that's, that's really something now. Danny West joining us. You can follow him at Danny West 24-7 on Twitter. He's the Hog Sports Recruiting Analyst. Most of his content is VIP, so sign up at 75% off right now at hogsports.com and get all of his content. Uh, Danny, 60 seconds. What's what's happening this weekend? Is there any visitors oh, coming up? Uh, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all if this junior college trend continues. Of course, uh, the trend has been over the last couple of weeks. You don't really confirm those until late in the week. But, yeah, it wouldn't shock me at all. They've kind of uh, kind of gotten a head start on it a little bit, and I think that's the right way to go about it. And You heard Pitt talk about it today. I'm sure you've already talked about it at length. But the NIL situation seems to be improving uh, a week after we, we talked about it pretty thoroughly on here. So, uh, yeah, the next few weeks ought to be fun. Only one junior college player on the roster, I believe, in Amari Wiggins. I think that's Is that it, right? Isn't it? Yeah, I believe so. So times yeah, have certainly so. changed with the transfer portal. All right, Danny, appreciate you, brother. You got it, man. Have a happy Thanksgiving. All right. You too. All right, everybody, that's Danny West. Again, follow him at Danny West 24-7, Hawks Wars recruiting analyst. We're going to go to Andrew Ellis now, get Andrew's reaction on everything that's that's gone on. You can follow Andrew at Andrew Ellis 24-7. He also puts out a lot of VIP content and really covers uh, the breadth of Arkansas sports, the money sports anyway, football, basketball, and baseball. Andrew, my man, how's it going? Uh, it's going great. Uh, we got just this beautiful weather outside, as mm-hmm. everyone can see. Uh, I'm just uh, just hanging out, Trey. How's it going? Uh, it's going well. I mean, I guess Curtis is about to land in the Bahamas, so – um, <laughs> yeah, he's doing a lot better than us for sure. <laughs> yeah, certainly is. Andrew, I wanted to get your get your take on the situation with Sam Pittman and you know him being retained by Hunter Yurichek and the timing of it all. And also, I thought his his comments were interesting on uh, you know kind of a change in behavior with his discussion of NIL opportunities. Yeah, you know it's very interesting. I mean, if you go back to five days ago in Sam Pittman's press conference, he said a lot of things, and a lot of those things involved those two topics. I mean, he talked about the NIL and was kind of like, Hey, the money's there, but I don't feel like we've been able to truly compete in that realm and kind of drop some hints that he was, you know, that this was something that they were talking about. And, uh, you know, obviously, and he also talked about the negative impact of the uncertainty of he uncertainty of his job status. So by the time that it got announced, it was not a surprising announcement, but I think, uh, you know, I think we all had our opinions of how this was going to play out or what was going to happen. I definitely thought it was going to drag out longer, but, you know, now that it's happened in hindsight, I think I can look back and think if you're going to keep Sam Pittman, it probably makes sense to put something out and mm-hmm. have some sort of clarity. And I think that's what Sam, that was kind of Sam's point last week in his press conference. But uh, yeah, that's so, I mean, it doesn't take a genius to figure out there was something that happened between Wednesday and Monday that, you know, led to that announcement and maybe Sam Pittman's feelings changing a little bit. I mean, they literally, they get a transfer commit as he's at this press conference saying all this stuff. I thought, uh, it's beautiful. I mean, his Twitter account's up again. I mean, it feels like the whole PR launch is a go now. And so it's like, I think, uh, you know, whether you want it, wanted that to happen or you thought it was going to happen, I think anyone would agree that, like, if it's going, if, if they were going to bring Sam Pittman back in 2024, which obviously is happening, you kind of had to publicly start saying one thing or another. And I think 
that's what Juracek did, and that's that's kind of what happened. I thought it was interesting how he talked about having more NIL money and then kind of stopped short and said didn't want to really talk about it. <laughs> what was what was your take on that when he said it? Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, he, you know, does anyone do that more than Sam Pittman, where they kind of mm-hmm. start saying something and they're like, ah, maybe I don't want to talk about this publicly. I mean, you could see it in his face the entire press conference. It was kind of, but I thought that uh, I thought there was a very obvious reason that he said what he said last week about how he felt like they kind of needed to step up in that regard, and he didn't like the negative perception around his uncertainty. And I think that there was a very strategic reason as to why he wanted to, you know, mention that today that he feels a little bit better about the situation. I'm, you know, I'm not saying he's like that's the case to buy-in for the fan base and everything. But he was asked about stuff like that of, hey, what do you tell your fans? And this was the stuff he talked about. And so uh, I think it's all it all makes sense. And I think that, look, like I said, if whether you agree with this direction and you think this is the right thing to do, I'm sure everyone has their opinion that they love to tell everyone. Uh, you know, if, you, if you're not behind this, whatever, I think that, you know, Sam Bennett's press conference today should, I don't know if it makes you feel better, but at the very least you can agree that, like, this is the plan. They've made it clear, like, this is the pitch they're going with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you, you're either in or out, and that is what it is. I think I think he honestly handled it well in terms of what he said versus what he didn't say at the press conference today, honestly. I, I think you're right. And, you know, I think that uh, it kind of stops there, – because there's, there's been, like, people that talk about not going to the games and showing with their pocketbooks and all that kind of stuff. I mean – this last game, at least against Missouri, there's no reason really, unless you're too stuffed with turkey, to not go if you got a ticket for the game. Uh, I mean, you got Missouri fans talking about doing a stripe out in your own, in Arkansas Stadium because people aren't going to show up and stuff. That just can't happen. Arkansas needs to finish strong. I say if they can beat Missouri, which it's a long shot, obviously. They're seven-and-a-half-point underdogs in their own backyard – but if they can beat Missouri at home and they do have the NIL money and they can hire a big offense coordinator, maybe they can avoid what you know, otherwise would be some some toxicity, I think. Uh, wouldn't you agree with that? I, I agree 100%. And I think that, like, there's going to be questions asked and there's going to be their fair, the, the, uh, you know, a good amount of people who are have their questions and voice their concerns throughout the offseason regardless. And that's kind of the case anyway. So you're going to have a little bit of that talk regardless, you know, with Sam Pittman returning. But I definitely think that uh, – playing well in this Missouri game and you know this game holds so much weight because if they do have another stinker and they lay an egg like they did in the Auburn game that really ramps up that toxicity and so Mm -hmm. I think this game it's not like they have to win it but I think if they just show up and play pretty well and it's not a it's not one of those performances where they roll over and quit like we have seen plenty of Arkansas teams do in the past uh, I think this game is going to be huge in terms of just like whatever you know because like I said we're they're trying to pitch the fan base on the idea of why you should buy into them for 2024. And so this is as good a starting point as you're going to get. It's senior day, your last time in front of your home crowd. And and it's a quote unquote rivalry game. So, I mean, I think this is just, I feel like we've said this 20 times on the show, like, Hey, it's put up or shut up like mm-hmm. this week, show up and perform and we'll see what they do. And uh, it's been mixed results, but I think that, uh, you know, I, I, I think they're going to probably play pretty hard here. I don't think they're just going to sh- not show up for this game. Can they beat Missouri? Probably not realistically, but, uh, you know, I, I think that from a PR standpoint, this is not the worst situation for Arkansas, and I think that this Missouri game is a big chance for them to earn some more fans back, I guess. Yeah, and I would think the players are going to give everything they've got in this last game, especially with Sam Pittman and every, how everything was mentioned. Changing gears real quick, uh, Andrew, we've got just a couple minutes left, but you were there on Friday for the UNC-Greensboro game. What the hell happened, and what are your thoughts about uh, Arkansas's 
chances in the bad boy mowers battle for Atlantis? Well, you know, I'm not as it's been a few days now, so I'm not as down on their chances in the bad boy mowers battle for Atlantis. But, uh, man, the defensive issues that just keep showing up are concerning. And it's weird because, you know, coming into the season, I don't know if I expected this team to come out of the gate playing lights out defense. But in the exhibitions, especially in that Purdue game, they defended at such a high level where I was like, okay, this team's ahead of schedule. Maybe they're not going to have these weird lapses earlier in the season. You, know, you got an older roster, but uh, I think they just this game is just proof that there is a little bit of cause for concern. And, you know, the front court, there were plenty of questions around it coming into the year, and it still is the same front court that there are questions about, you know, especially with Jalen Graham not healthy. But I think the, the guard defense really concerns me because it puts so much pressure on those guys and you know, Muslims talk about how their rim protection is an issue, but I just felt like the, the you, you watch those two offenses operate on Friday. It, it seemed like Greensboro could get to the rim at will. They could get by their guy. They could be, they could straight line drive and get open looks or kick it out for open threes. It just felt like they were getting all the looks that they wanted to get. And, you know, Arkansas offensively still has such a high floor. I mean, they went, what was like one for whatever from, or four for 20 from three or whatever, but they're not going to have many nights where they just shoot that poorly. I feel like Arkansas's floor is still pretty high offensively, but you saw that that defense is still a little bit of a, a little bit of an issue, and so I guess there's a little bit more pressure on this offense than we thought there would be this time of year. But I think that uh, you know that first game against Stanford is a perfect opportunity because it's an opponent that is a legitimate opponent that Arkansas can't just look past, but it's one that they should handle, and so it's a it's a nice opportunity for a bounce back performance. So I think they'll play well in that first game, and we'll see how much progress they've made in a week on the defensive end. All right, Andrew, appreciate you, brother. Absolutely, man. Appreciate you. All right. Have a happy Thanksgiving. All right, everybody. That's Andrew Ellis. Again, you can follow him at Andrew Ellis 24-7. He does a little bit of everything, football, basketball, baseball, and just does a great job for us over at hogsports.com. All right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, one more time, I want to mention, if you're interested in getting better internet service, or maybe you don't have internet service, I have tried, what, three other ones up here in Northwest Arkansas in Fayetteville since I've been here, and Ozarks Go is easily my favorite. I was super excited when they reached out about sponsoring the show because it is a company that I believe in. It was already using their service uh, before they reached out to me. And if you're interested in trying them out, if you like having 100% uptime. If you would prefer not to unplug and replug your router, get in an argument with your wife or your kids about, Dad, my show's off. I can't get it. I can't get my phone on. There's somebody's bandwidth. You have a guest come over and there's not enough bandwidth for them to get their phone on. All kinds of issues like that. If you want that to be behind you, that's been my experience with Ozarks Go. OzarksGo.net slash hog. That's H-A-W-G. 
you add that slash hog so they know that, that you came from here. You can reach them at 479-684-4900 and you'll talk to somebody local. Several different tiers. I use the multi-gig. Before that, I use gigabit. I think gigabit is great for most families. If you're somebody who uses a ton of internet like I do, then the multi-gig might be the right one for you. They offer several different tiers. They're not going to jack your rate up in year two uh, after you, you know, like hooking you in with a low rate and then jacking you up like which everybody does. Ozarks Go does not do that. Check them out at ozarksgo.net slash H-A-W-G 479-684-4900. We have to have Keith Grayson on the show. Like we went all season without having Keith Grayson on the show. And then we had him for the Florida game and Arkansas won. And then we didn't have him the next week. And then we brought him in for the FIU game and Arkansas won. So we have to have Keith Grayson on because everybody knows that I'm superstitious. So for Arkansas to have a chance, Keith Grayson has to be on the show. Keith, thank you for moving your entire day around so you could come on this show. And I apologize for having you on so late. You were planning on ripping into me right out of the gate, weren't you? And then I did a heartfelt apology. Yeah, some some of us have to work for a living. We don't have to (laughs) mess around on the internet all day and uh, record ourselves talking into a camera for for a job. That's right. That's right. I mean, you nailed it. You nailed it. Hey, uh, Keith, let's jump right into it, man. Uh, The obviously the big announcement yesterday with Hunter Urichek and um, you know announcing that. Sam Pittman will be around next year. And then I thought it was interesting, some of the comments Sam Pittman made today about feeling really good about the situation with NIL, which to <laughs> me sounds like we're going to have a fun offseason. What are your thoughts on all that? Um, well, my first thought is how how do you think he was going to answer the question that you posed to him where mm-hmm. you said, would you rather be fired or I know. invest in the NIL? I asked it wrong. I, 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 I meant to ask, like, do you think that's what they were thinking? Like – I don't know. I, I just wanted to ask the question in a, in a way that, uh, I don't know, my wheels were turning, you know, when I was trying to get it out. So it wasn't, it wasn't framed very well. And I actually approached him about it afterwards. Like, I don't know what that question was, but it sounds like you're happy about having more NIL. And he said, did he look right. at you the same way that he looked at you when you're answering the question or asking the question? <laughs> like he just, about to have a stroke. He just said, damn right. As he walked off the stage. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not perfect. I mean, I, I do the best I can. I fire off a lot of questions. Sometimes they don't come out right. I mean, I I don't know what it's like to give people millions of dollars with – with I, I don't even know if you're that rich. I, I don't know who mm-hmm. these people are. But what do, you, what do you count as your return on your investment? Do you just flip on the TV and you say, I did that? Um, and it's some sort of like mm-hmm. power trip? I – I guess the return on your investment from, like you said, paying coaches off $25 million or in excess of and, and hiring new people and doing all that. Um, well, if, you've got, if you've got a billion dollars, Keith, I mean, that's a hundred million, hundred million, that's a hundred million times 10, right? If you got a billion yeah. dollars. So what's a million? I mean, is, that, I guess, is that 20 bucks right? to me? Is there someone <laughs> that he's talking to that has a billion? I don't know. I mean, there are billionaires out there, right? Or hundreds of millionaires, hundreds of, I don't even know how to say that. But uh, there's people with millions upon millions of dollars that, with funny money out there. I know there's a billionaire in Mountain Home that uh, I'm a little 
not far removed from, and he I, he likes the Razorbacks and goes to the games, but he has like general admission type tickets. It's mm. not like he's given a bunch of money. But anyway, um, yeah, I I I think that Pittman probably wants to invest in NIL rather than uh, getting fired. Yeah. If that answers your question, but I will I mean, it's, it's one of those things like we can talk about it, but what if everybody else, I mean, starts investing more, mm-hmm. you know, I, and, and we don't move up in the rankings. I, I, who knows what it's going to look like? I mean, the proof is going to be in, in the signings. There are six, I, I know that, six billionaires in Arkansas, by the way. All right. Well, and they're having a hard time finding somebody to get the naming rights to the stadium. That doesn't sound that expensive to me. That, what what is the what is what is the cost for naming rights? I think he said three and a half million to three and a half to four million over. I think he said a fifteen year period. I, they, I don't year. know if that was per year. Yeah, it's every year. And then he said it would be substantially less for a personal. That was for a corporation, and it would be substantially less. I'm thinking maybe a million a year for a family name. So. Yeah, if I hit Powerball, I'm not. I'm probably not going to give to NIL. I'm probably going to put my name on the stadium. Mm-hmm. Go Keith Ladon Grayson up there. <laughs> that would be awesome. You know what has a yeah. nice ring to it? The uh, Jerry and Gene Jones family Razorback Stadium. Yeah, Frank Boyle's Field. It's a mouthful. Mm-hmm. At Frank Boyle's Field. Yeah. It, you, however much. I mean, if you can make thirty million dollars off naming rights and stuff, that'd be a nice little cash boost. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, that'd be interesting to follow. So I guess it just ends at the end of the year, or when does that when does that change? Do you you sound like you know? No, I just heard Hunter mention it in the little blurb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you think Sam Pittman can get this thing turned around, starting with uh, Saturday or excuse me, Friday's game against Missouri? Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't have any feel for the Mizzou game. It feels like every time the ball bounces, it's in their direction. It's right? been I that mean, kind of year for them. It's, it's those things don't change. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, if you're having that kind of luck, it it goes through the, I mean, up into the bowl game probably. Um, and they have one of those teams that we had during the COVID year, or I guess after the COVID year, um, that's chock full of seniors. So we'll see what they look like next year. I don't have a I don't have a feel for that game, but um, you know if if they if we cover somehow um, as far as this season is go goes, uh, the Hogs are six and six against the spread. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> if if they cover the seven and a half, not that anybody's paying attention, but um, yeah, I, I, moving forward, I mean, as long as he doesn't get Enos again. Um, this is the most critical hire of his career. I mean, it's a, he cannot screw the OC job up. I mean, there is no way. I think logically you probably look at the Eno's hires saying, you know, it was a comfortability thing and he, he wanted to get a good quarterback trainer, you know, to get KJ right. And I think Mm -hmm. that was probably the mindset. You probably didn't think that he had to do anything crazy schematically. Um, and that they wanted to attack these tight front defenses with 12 personnel and get more tight ends on the field. And then they all start falling on the wayside and get injured. Mm-hmm. I think that was the mindset. And then of course, everybody's moving back to four down um, and even fronts in the sec. So um, it doesn't really matter about that. Now you want to spread them out again. So there's an ebb and a flow to offensive um, strategy against the defense that these, these guys are putting together. Um, but I, I mean, 
Where's the hot board? We don't have a hot board up yet, Trey. For offensive coordinator, I've been I've been working on it. I've got it. I've got a good list of names. I'm not ready to put it all out, but I've got. Um, I've, I've I've been working on it. It's been a priority to get done. So, Alice Walton. Gonna, Alice Walton's yeah. worth sixty point six billion. Janelle Hunt. She cares more. She cares more about the arts, dead painters and sculptors, than yes. she does about Razorback football. Yeah, but she's got all that squared away pretty well. Uh, John L. Hunt's worth four point five billion, and John Tyson is worth two point three billion. I don't know about your mountain home guy. Um, you know the the company that calls and asks if you would like a car home or car warranty, repair uh, warranty. Uh-huh. That's that's the mountain home guy. Okay, got you, got you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I don't think he's going to take a flyer on a Brendan Marion um, or steal. Man, Brennan's I like guy. Brendan Marion, and I, I I tell you what, he's one guy I have on my search list. For those who don't know, he's the one of the innovators of the go-go offense. He's at UNLV, so he'd be stealing him away from his buddy Barry Odom if he took him, but that guy's intriguing to me. Yeah. Um, we had him on the last runs, hot board. He runs a really cool up-tempo offense with uh, two backs on the one side of the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And a lot of motions and uh, more of a triple option element. It's got uh, – you can do it with a running quarterback where you don't have to. Ken Dorsey is Ken probably Dorsey. Uh, Pittman's first choice. However – you know, there's some stuff from the Bills that it was uh, too complicated, and uh, for what they were doing on the tempo and it worked for them last year, and then they exploded like the first couple of games, and then they just kind of went downhill, and he was fired. But uh, they had a really good start to the season. They had a good last year, so one that I would, and again, it's very hard. The I guess my point is the position he is in on this hire, and as you would call him a lame duck coach, I think mm-hmm. all coaches outside the top 30 are lame ducks because anybody could get fired at any point. It doesn't, there's no there's no stability in coaching. It's a great point. It's like, it's what is the buyout? All right, if it doesn't work, you're going to pay me $3 million not to coach? Cool. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't – I don't think coaches even care because being fired is a part of the job. So, I, it's, it's – who are you going to get? It, I don't think he can do an up-and-cumber like – Alex Mortensen, who's at UAB, um, I don't know if he can if he can reach out to somebody like that. It's got to be somebody established, and then that narrows it down even further. I have no idea. I don't think I know everybody automatically thinks that he's like best friends with Jim Cheney, but that he's not doing that. Yeah, I think he no, knows. The there's no of way. That. There's no way he's going to bring Jim Cheney in. No, zero chance. That's a zero. Please don't put that on the board. I'll start a third riot today. All right, Keith, what's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Um, we do honey baked ham. I although Mm. I got the I got the green egg. I did a smoked turkey last year that was really good. Oh, you're green Uh, egg guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to do that again. Uh, You can make your whole Thanksgiving meal on uh, on a green egg. I'm not a big eater. I just tend to take like brown liquor to the face on the holidays a little bit. <laughs> so hence the screen name on mm-hmm. my hot sports membership. It's whiskey drunk. Yeah. Um, so yeah, booze. That's my favorite uh, Thanksgiving. You know, especially, you know, got things to celebrate, got mm-hmm. football to be miserable over. Um, I'm looking forward to another year. Hopefully the good thing about the Razorbacks um, is that, 
it's going to be the opposite of whatever we think. So I know you were pumping national championships going into this season. I was. Uh, to tell everybody that would listen, we're going undefeated. KJ's going to win the Heisman. Hey, I was wrong year, on a lot of things. I wasn't that wrong. <laughs> everybody thinks we're going 3-9 and nine next year. And uh-huh. watch us flip the script a little bit. I think that's probably what's going to happen. But, uh, you know, I got a proposal. If, if we do beat Missouri – and it's because I'm on the show, mm-hmm. I should be a co-host for every week during the football season next week. Even though, I mean, you got to admit, the show was my idea to begin with. Yeah, okay. It was your idea. We did the first show together, be you and Danny. That's mm-hmm. The three of us combined would be far better than uh, what you got going on right now. You think so? I think so, but I... <laughs> But I think a lot of myself. Well, you do. Well, I'm open to the idea of uh, of doing more podcasts. Maybe we look at doing that. Maybe we just expand forever. Just keep adding more and more. Do we have a whole network? All right. I'll do Keith. the. I'll I'll do the one that's explicit. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's just the name of it. So I can so I can be myself. Explicit. That's it. I know. All right, brother. Appreciate you. Three and zero, dude. Here we go. All right. Here We're we go. Up on Friday. All right. All right, everybody. That's Keith Later, Grayson. Play everybody. That's Keith Grayson again. Three and zero on the show this year. We had him on a lot last year. I don't know what our record was with him last year, but that's something to to possibly look at. But he is two and zero right now, and hoping to go three and zero for the times he's on the show. All right, everybody. I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving. Go to hogsports.com for all of our content this week leading up to the Arkansas-Missouri game, of course. The battle for Atlantis. We'll have a ton of content from that. You want to go check out that from Curtis Wilkerson. Transfer stuff's starting to happen already. Recruiting stuff, obviously. A lot of stuff opening up. So go sign up for us at hogsports.com. Again, it breaks down to $26.85 for the entire year. Just go to join. There's no promo code or anything required. Go to hawgsports.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. Seven cents a day, 52 cents a week, two twenty-four a month. What else can you get that you can get value from and entertainment from all day long for seven cents? I'd love to hear in the comments below what what are these things that you can get enjoyment from all day from our Razor's Edge Premium Forum, all the content that we provide, our crystal ball features, all the recruiting information. Just a lot of great stuff at Hog Sports. $26.85 for the whole year. Breaks down to $0.07 cents a day, $0.52 cents a week, two twenty-four a month, 75% off at hogsports.com. This is our Black Friday, Cyber Monday sale, so I assume it ends sometime next week. I can't remember exactly, but uh, all right, everybody. I want to thank Keith Grayson for hopping on with us, Andrew Ellis for hopping on, Danny West. We've had a full show today. Today didn't get to any questions, but um, I guess we will next week. There's no show on Thursday. Obviously, it's Thanksgiving. So this is your Missouri primer. This is your reaction to Sam Pittman being retained, all of those things. All right, everybody, thanks for joining me. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles. Now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!